Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Talitha Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. He served our nation for over seven years before he was severely injured during training. He was left paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Talitha Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel to Towers helps severely injured service members and first responders, as well as Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders. It has already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Oppenheimer is a big budget Hollywood film that I saw over the Thanksgiving break. I wanted to give you my review of it. Now, Christopher Nolan, I'm going to upset some people probably in this. So get ready, strap in. But my opinions on these things are always correct. Uh, Christopher Nolan is a very overrated director who makes a lot of ponderous, self-important movies. Just saying what's true. Um, that movie, uh, Inception, I, I don't even, I can't remember anything that happened. In it. it's, it's, there's like a van falling in a dimension and then another van falling and then there's like a third van and another it's it's absurd it's it's a horrible movie um it was boring it was bloated and he's done that with with a number of different films um i i even thought that dunkirk which i think is also christopher nolan very interesting concept and some of the anxiety produces good start to the movie but after a while you're like why am i watching this why do I need to see these boats kind of just making their way slowly? The, the whole thing. I I think that he's overrated. I love the first Batman Begins movie, even though there's some very poor casting decisions in it. Anyway, I'm, it's not about Christopher Nolan. 
I want to talk to you about why Oppenheimer is part of the continuous effort by Hollywood, by the media industry, to lie to you about communist penetrations of the United States government and the massive Soviet espionage, including of our nuclear secrets, that was successfully conducted against us. And this notion of the Red Scare and McCarthyism and all the blacklists in Hollywood and it was all so bad, everything else. We had commie penetrations all over this country at the highest levels of government and in our most sensitive military and, and defense secrets. That's the truth. Now, you watch Oppenheimer, and look, it, it makes me so mad because the, the, the bad guy in the movie, they're trying to beat the Nazis uh, by getting the nuke, and then they're trying to uh, you know, figure out, should they share this information with the Soviets? The Soviet Union. Stalin is as evil as the Nazis were. I don't know why this is so hard for people to comprehend. Stalin killed millions and millions and millions of people brutally murdered at the hands of his secret police all over. I mean, he created mass starvation. I mean, uh, but there's always this thing with the left, and you see this in Oppenheimer. It's like, well, maybe, you know, Stalin, oh, okay. The, sorry, there's so much to cover here. Um, they always want to pretend that communism is not the monstrous evil that it is. That's really what it comes down to. Okay, so why do I have a problem with Oppenheimer? I mean, on a on a purely movie review basis, the first hour of the movie, you don't even need to see. Like, There's n basically no point. The timeline, they got the hearings that are post-World War II, and then they go, uh, then they go back to pre-World War II, and then into World War II era, and they're building the bomb, and they go back to the hearings, and you don't know what the heck is going on. And I know they used the book American Prometheus about Oppenheimer's life. It's a biography. I know they used that very much as the template for the movie, but, you know, sometimes you need to, you need a good editor. And this movie, it's three hours long. You can the whole first hour of it. I'm telling you, you don't need it at all. The part where they actually are in Los Alamos and, you know, preparing for the to have the first nuclear detonation, everything. And the way they do the first nuclear detonation, that's all pretty cool. That's all pretty well done. And then the third hour is basically all just, you know, oh, my gosh, they're harassing Oppenheimer because they can't trust him because they think he's a communist. And it's like, wow. Why are the, the military and the government are so bad because they think they're all these communists? There were communists all over the place. Now, let, let, me, let me get... I'm, I'm going to get into things that you should know about communist penetration of the United States government, of the massive campaign of espionage, about the spying that was going on by Americans who betrayed their country, who were traitors of the worst kind, because they sympathized with the Soviet Union, because they were fellow travelers. They were commies at heart. They were, you know, commie trash. And you don't, I mean, their names are generally not known to most people. I, I'll walk you through some of this. And because Oppenheimer, oh, don't even, don't even get me started. The bad guys are the people that are worried that you can't trust people that are really left wing and have left wing sympathies because you can't. Because you can't, but, you know, they rely on the ignorance of the general public on this thing. Look, I'm going to talk to you about something else for a second. Um, where do you turn to if you get fired because, oh, I don't know, maybe you go to a sports game and, you know, you paint your face the colors of the sports team. And then someone says, oh, well, like you're painting your face a color and that's racist somehow because of what the color is or something. This happens to people. Where do you go? Who do you turn to? 
how do you, if you get fired from your job, can you sue? Do you have the money for it? There's a legal defense that's out there for people as really part of something that's a membership called Patriot Defender. So if you speak up at the school board meeting and all of a sudden people take action against you, they kick your kid out of school or you know whatever, they try to get you fired from your job, Patriot Defender has you covered. Go to PatriotDefender.com. All right, they can provide you, in most states now, they can provide you this membership. They'll provide open and concealed carry defense. If you have to use your weapon, they will be there to defend you legally. They'll provide you with IRS audit assistance if you are targeted by the IRS uh, for reasons of politics. If your business, your income, your reputation are harmed through the weaponization of any government entity, you have a no-cost defense from Patriot Defender, but you have to become a member. I'm a member. Go check it out today. Go to PatriotDefender.com, PatriotDefender.com. This will defend your rights as an American against the consequences of being targeted by the woke and by the lunatics of the left. This is just something you need to have, PatriotDefender.com. Go check it out. Okay, so why, why do I think, yeah, I know the former CIA guys like, oh, maybe the military-industrial complex had a point about not trusting the commies. Yeah, we did have a point about not trusting the commies. See, this all goes to, first of all, the Democrat Party today and the left in America still has a, a fondness for, I'm just going to say, they have a fondness for communism. Um, they think that, you know, true communism has never been tried. I mean, they actually buy into all that crap. They, they think that that's not insane. And, and of course, it is insane. Um, but l- let me get into the specifics here. And this is what makes me so mad about Oppenheimer. Um, there's a guy that they mentioned, Klaus Fuchs. Uh, who is, yeah, they mentioned that he was stealing stealing nuclear secrets and passing them to the Soviets. They're like, oh man, this guy Klaus, yeah. It's just like a throwaway. And then they're like, oh my gosh, they don't trust Oppenheimer? Why? These guys are patriots. They did all this amazing stuff and they built the bomb and it was an amazing project. And yeah, look, Manhattan Project was a phenomenal scientific achievement. I'm not trying to say it wasn't. These guys, I mean, you know, I don't even think I could do long division. These guys are doing, you know, nuclear fission, nuclear fusion and changing the world we live in. I get all that. I mean, it's, it's, it is an amazing story. Don't get me wrong. And I just think it could have been done much better than it was. But the politics around it are what piss me off. That's where I get really upset. Okay. So they mentioned Klaus and they say he stole stuff. There were other, as we know, there were other spies for the Soviets who got access to what we had at Los Alamos. Um, there were a handful of them. And most notably, there were the Rosenbergs who passed, Julius and Ethel Rosenberg, who passed secrets to the Soviets about the nuclear program, about missile propulsion systems, all kinds. I mean, the, the most important, most sensitive stuff. Stalin probably got nukes, they estimate, three or four years sooner than he would have because of the penetrations of Los Alamos. So this notion that, like, they're just so paranoid. Why are they so worried about communists? Hmm, there's no big problem. Uh, they should have been paranoid. Now, now, why do I know this stuff? First of all, there was, you know, the academic, the academic, you know, the, the institutional left on college campuses and such. They spent decades because the Rosenbergs were uh, both executed for espionage at, uh, uh, I think it was at Sing Sing, the prison in upstate New York. They're both executed, man and woman, uh, for passing along nuclear secrets to the Soviets. And there were all these people who said they were innocent. No, they weren't. They were guilty. How do I know they're guilty? Well, right in the of the Second World War, the military intelligence arm for our military that became the NSA, so it was a military signals intelligence 
uh, component, became the National Security Agency later, uh, had set up a program called Project Venona. And Project Venona was a basically a decryption program for cables from the Soviet embassy uh, in New York back to Moscow. And the Soviets had this two-factor encryption. They thought it would never, they'd never be able, uh, no one would ever be able to beat this two-factor encryption. Turns out they made a couple of mistakes. And yes, just like when we beat the Nazi Enigma machine in World War II, and then we knew where their submarines were, it was hugely important to the war effort. Um, we were able to, actually, I know the British did, but we helped, whatever. Uh, but we were able to crack with Project Venona. So we w- they ended up seeing cable traffic, and they knew that there were about 300 active Soviet agents that Venona, this, this pro- program went on for decades, but 300 active Soviet agents that Venona um, can identify. Now, some of them are only known by their code name, so they couldn't find out who they were, but uh, others, we did figure out who they were. And the, the Rosenbergs, for example, were Soviet agents. Um, but this was a highly, highly sensitive program, and so it couldn't be introduced into a court because the, the military didn't want to give up that we were reading the Soviets' most sensitive traffic from this country back to Moscow. There were also Communist Party USA elements that were acting directly at the behest of Moscow. So there were American communists who were in cahoots with the Soviet Union, with Stalin's thugs and the monstrous regime that he had. That was a reality. And Venona, which was, I think the last cables from Venona were uh, declassified in 1995. I mean, this program, this program started in the early 1940s. It wasn't until 1995 that they finally, I think they're, uh, they finally released like 3,000 pages or something of the Venona project. But so we did have major communist penetrations. There were, there were communist stooges at the, at the uh, CIA, OSS, and then later Central Intelligence Agency, at the State Department. Alger Hiss, commie spy. Lachlan Curry, commie spy. The Cambridge Five in the UK, very highly placed, commie spies. They were all over the place. See, I'm here to tell you, McCarthy was basically right. He was basically right, and the left hates all of this because it was all such a betrayal of America, and it was happening. It was happening during the Cold War. It was happening during World War II. It went on for decades. The American left was willing to subvert and undermine the United States to our enemies. Because they thought that the communist utopia was going to come along because of Stalin. These people are, I say they're idiots. I mean, yeah, they have, some of them have high cognitive function, meaning they have, you know, decent brain power, but they have no judgment, they have no character, they have no ethics. And it's true of so many leftists. You know, they can be, you know, good at math or something, but they are like, climate change is going to kill the world. Now we have to have totalitarianism. They're out of their minds. They're out of their minds. But see, this this is why Oppenheimer makes me, made me so mad as I was watching. And I, my family got, you know, both barrels of this for me when we were watching. I said, this is such nonsense. Because they really make it seem like it's just this paranoid government. Why don't they trust Oppenheimer? Why don't they trust all the people he brought in? Because there were spies. Because they shouldn't have trusted all of them. Because it was a huge concern. And because they did end up giving nuclear secrets that were paid for by the U.S. taxpayer, by the way. You know, the billions of dollars that went into this project, Manhattan Project, and that's in 1940s dollars. Um, it was stolen and given to the Soviets. And there are people in this country who are acting to help the KGB. 
they, they a lot of them would sort of tell themselves, and this comes across a little bit in Oppenheimer because there's a few incidents they do mention with this, where they're like, oh, we just want the Soviets to know because they're, they're our allies against the Nazis. They're good guys too. The Soviets are horrible. In fact, the NSA program, or rather the military program that became the NSA that had Venona, or that was a Venona project, started out not to find Soviet spies in this country. It was to see if the Soviets were planning to ally after, to, after the Nazi invasion, was there going to be a separate peace and maybe a turnabout where all of a sudden the Nazis and the Soviets would start fighting against us again. Because you know Stalin was a completely immoral disgrace to humanity and uh, communism was every bit the threat, every bit the threat to us that fascism was as we found out. So that's the truth of it. But, you know, they don't want you to know the truth. They don't want you to know these things. And I just, I, the whole movie is meant to be like, oh, look, why didn't we trust them? Why, why, why were people so concerned about this? They should have been concerned. And it happened. It's not just like it was a worry and it was a legitimate, legitimate for them to worry about it. It happened. They stole our stuff. They stole our nuclear secrets. And, you know, get back to the American Communist Party here in just a second. You know, this is a time when you can do something really good with your money. I know you're going to be spending money on Christmas gifts and everything else. How about just setting aside a little bit of money for America's heroes? And I, I really mean that. The people who are the true heroes who sacrifice for this country. This is the annual season of hope at Tunnel to Towers. Between Thanksgiving and Christmas, the foundation is delivering mortgage-free homes to dozens of America's severely injured veterans, first responders, and gold star and fallen first responder families. Tunnel to Towers gives heroes mortgage-free homes, often mortgage-free smart homes, to ease the financial burden on that family and make day-to-day life easier for them. Help honor America's heroes, please. It's just $11 a month. I mean, this is not a lot of money. I know times are tight now for a lot of people, and they are because the prices are really high and the Biden administration is horrible, but $11 a month. It's a couple of cups of coffee. T2T.org. Just go to T, the number 2, T.org, Tunnel the Towers Foundation, T2T.org. Please donate. Eleven dollars a month, um, and and then the uh, they they just don't teach they don't teach any of this history anymore that the Communist Party USA was a real entity that there were members of it who were not just sort of dabbling in things who were hoping remember the the Great Depression was viewed in the West as the failure of capitalism, and so you get into the nineteen thirties the the era of FDR and there are all these people who think oh. The problem is capitalism. The solution is socialism. Communism. Remember, Marx wrote about socialism and communism interchangeably, effectively. So the solution is communism. And there were a lot of people in this country who believed that. And they thought that Stalin was some kind of a hero and that his regime was better. That the, the Soviet Union, there were many Americans in the 1930s who thought the Soviet Union had it figured out and America was the problem. And they were disloyal. They were traitors to their country, and they were all left-wing Democrats who liked FDR. And that's the truth. And that's why there's all this, oh, but, you know, and there were Communist Party USA individuals who helped the Soviet Union, who were, they were, they were just like, like idiot, you know, just the childishness of their worldview, these, these Americans who thought, oh, I'm going to help Stalin, because that'll, you know, if Stalin has more of our nuclear secrets or more of our military information, then we'll be at military parity and there won't be an arms race or something. It's insane. It's insane. This is why Walter Durante in the New York Times covered up the Holodomor, which is the famine, the man-made famine in Ukraine, killed millions of people, Stalin, 
this is why you know the the elite intelligentsia in America sold out um, not just their country but the most basic moral and ethical principles because uh, they thought that they were on some sort of uh, you know sacred mission, being a commie, and that's why I watch. I, I watch Oppenheimer, and I, I just find it so frustrating because they really should tell people the truth about these regimes. They really should tell people this, the truth about um, what a threat the United States was under. There wasn't a red scare. There was a red wave of communists in this country who stole from our, you know, stole from our government in the most sensitive information possible. And, you know, we came to the brink of a nuclear nuclear war with the Soviet Union a couple times, most notably the Cuban Missile Crisis. But, you know, things got things got really scary there for a while. And there were people in our country who thought, you know, the Soviets are the good guys. And they are all this. They all have the same ideology and the same proclivities as Democrats today. The left hasn't really changed that much in this country. That's what you have to remember. They just the same impulses, the same worldview. It's just morphed now into you know, what we know of today is sort of left-wing Democrats or progressives, but um, the people today who, you know, were the AOCs and, and the, they all would be the kind of individuals who would have passed secrets to the Soviets back in the day because they thought, you know, oh, they're the good guys. And that's why Oppenheimer just totally whitewashes that, and it's, a, it's just more commie propaganda trash and doesn't tell people the truth about it. You know, they should make a movie about, you know, about all the the reality of the Soviet um, agents operating in this country, uh, the sleeper cells that were operating in this country, the the deep cover agents that were here, but you know, illegals is that's actually the term the Soviets used to use for them, illegals, meaning they weren't under any kind of a diplomatic cover. So yeah. Anyway, that's my review of Oppenheimer. Boring, long, and politically, it's commie trash. So there you go. Um. Have you ever been to Belize? I know that's kind of random, but I just think it's a country that's going to be more and more on people's radars these days. It's amazing. Um, and, you know, you can buy property there for, uh, you can still get property there that's great new construction, a lot of cases, that's so reasonable. It's a long-term investment. Remember, you buy property there, you own property outside the U.S. in a country with you know, very stable laws, a stable, stable economy, stable currency, and uh, you have a place to go to on vacation because Belize is amazing. And you should consider this. I mean, you can consider getting some property. Why Belize? Well, it has some of the best diving in the world. It's got uh, jungle, you know, rainforest stuff that's amazing to go see. It's got great food. Um, people are very friendly. They're happy to see Americans. A lot of Americans are already going there and visiting. Belize is really cool. So I want you to think about maybe Belize is for you. Just not just traveling there. Maybe even getting some property there. You know, in case things get really crazy here in the U.S. too, maybe having a place that you can go to, not a bad idea, right? Good long-term investment. Go check this out. Belizeisfun.com. Again, Belizeisfun.com. That's the website to go check out. You'll see more information there. That's the show for today, team. Shields high. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to improving the lives of America's veterans, first responders, and their families. For over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget. Tunnel to Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders with young children and built specially adapted smart homes for catastrophically injured veterans, as well as work to eradicate veteran homelessness. 
David Marshall served in the Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He's never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades in arms, nor the efforts of first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud Foundation donor. Tunnel to Towers is committed to supporting veterans, first responders, and their families, and so many of them need your help. Join the Foundation on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.